Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 402. Our show today is part of our Fitness Friday series, and it's another great one in our Fitness Friday programs. We will be hearing from returning guest, Sabrina Joe. When we talk about fitness with Sabrina Joe on the Not Old Better Show, we talk a lot about activity, but not a lot about recovering from activity. As Sabrina Joe reminds us, and our audience knows this well, as we get older, we tend to spend less time in physical activity than when we were younger, and even less time recovering from the limited activity we do do. Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content for the American Council on Exercise, tells us that recovery from exercise depends on many biochemical, hormonal, and physiological processes that can affect the repair and remodeling of protein in muscles and connective tissue. It's quite complex and involves immediate recovery after exercise and slower recovery over the next 24 to 72 hours. So that immediate recovery time is crucial. Research, however, on age-related muscle recovery has produced inconsistent results. Some studies have found that in older masters athletes, muscles recover more slowly than in their younger counterparts, while other studies have found similar recovery rates between older and younger athletes. It may depend in part on the type of exercise. Older athletes tend to recover better from intense cycling, for example, than from exercise like running, which leads to greater muscle damage. Of course, all this depends on the age of the athletes. There's almost always a big difference between a 40-year-old and a 70-year-old, how fit they are, and genetic factors. Sabrina Joe, ACE Fitness Director of Science and Research Content, is here today to talk about giving muscles a day off to recover between workouts. For instance, do a lower body workout one day, an upper body workout the next, or alternate days of strength training with days of cardio workouts. Ride that bike. We'll talk about much more related to exercise recovery today, including eating, drinking, and protein. So. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, ACE Director of Science and Research Content, Sabrina Joe. Sabrina Joe, great to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. Hey, I want to talk about recovery because I think that's that's often on our minds when we're thinking about exercise. We're certainly thinking about how to sustain the work, the good work that we're doing, get back there in the gym, stay motivated. And sometimes when you get stiff and sore, you're not so motivated to get back into the gym. So let's just start off with, with a real basic question. Is it, do you think it's harder for muscles to recover from exercise as, as you get older? That is a definite yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that that is shown to be true, uh, both anecdotally and uh, by the evidence. And it just takes longer for the body to heal, basically. And you can think of exercise as a minor type of stress, maybe even a minor trauma that we have to heal from each time we do it. So yeah, it does take a little bit longer to recover um, the older we get. Mm -hmm. I feel it sometimes, depending on kind of what I'm doing, and maybe the duration of kind of you know how long I'm doing it. So tell me, what 
What, what's your advice on recovery after a good workout? How, how best to do that? How best to recover? Well, that is a great question, and there are so many aspects to consider. Um, the first thing I think that most people will be familiar with is something called delayed onset muscle soreness. And uh, that's I'll abbreviate that as DOMS, um, so I don't have to keep saying <laughs> all those words together. Um, but when you experience DOMS, what you usually have is about a day or two, so maybe 24 to 48 hours after a workout, you'll notice that the muscles that you challenged are stiff and sore, and uh, it's difficult to move through your full ranges of motion. And uh, that might persist for a day or two days. Um, if it's really bad, it could even persist uh, up to a week. So um, it just depends on how hard your your workout was that caused the the DOMS. Um, and so if you're if we're speaking of DOMS, let's just start there because I think that's kind of familiar for most people. So if you're if you're experiencing DOMS. I will say that time is your friend. And really, the only way to get through that is just to wait it out in terms of when will the DOMS go away? Well, time time will tell. I mean, typically, uh, it takes a couple of days for that to clear your system. And there's really nothing you can do to speed up that uh, DOMS um, recovery process. And there are a few things you can do, however, that might make you feel better um, in while you're waiting for the DOMS to disappear. <laughs> and the things that I recommend to my clients are to actually do a light activity. So remain physically active, um, but do something very much lighter than what you did to cause the, the soreness and, and the stiffness. So, for example, if you did a strenuous resistance training workout, then I would recommend doing perhaps a, a light stretching routine or even a gentle yoga uh, on the days in between your next workout um, as you're kind of coaxing that DOMS to go away. Uh, another thing you might consider, let's say you did a pretty intense cardio type of workout, um, then to stay mildly active, you might go for a walk or just something where you're moving, but it's really light. And it, if anything, it just feels good versus challenging. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to push yourself really hard while you're in the middle of that muscular soreness. Um, your body does need time to recover and heal. And basically your body is telling you through the signal of pain, hey, I'm not quite healed yet. So <laughs> please please don't push me really hard again until this this soreness has gone away. So is the does the body does it does it tell you that it it needs in addition to just some time, does it tell you that it needs fluids? And and is the myth about drinking water uh, one that we should pay attention to and and kind of have our have our ears tuned to to the body? And how much should we drink? And 
And there are, are there other drinks that we should kind of think about drinking? Well, that's a great point um, because wrapped up in the recovery between workouts, you really want to pay attention to three main things. So the three main things that I uh, tell my clients are sleep, nutrition, and self-care. <clears throat> so a lot of the healing that we do after a workout is actually done while you're sleeping. Um, so it makes sense to stay on top of that, make sure that you're getting enough sleep, make sure that it's eight hours or so. Um, people can get away with fewer hours of sleep, but, but honestly, the more evidence that comes out on this topic is telling us that eight hours, if you can get it, really is kind of that sweet, sweet spot for most people for optimal health and healing. Um, in terms of nutrition, because you, you mentioned drinking water and then maybe post-workout drinks, um, the best thing that you can do really for that, that post-workout nutrition is, yes, drink water. I mean, water is definitely the best source of hydration um, before, during, and after a workout. Um, the necessity to drink a lot more water isn't really there unless perhaps you sweat a lot during your workout. So if you were to work out pretty intensely on a very hot and humid day, and if you had the luxury of weighing yourself right before and right after a workout, and let's say during the workout you lost, oh, two, two to three pounds of just water weight, you definitely want to hydrate to the point where you're you've regained that lost weight because of course you didn't, you didn't lose body fat. What you lost was water <laughs> through, through sweating and respiration. So you want to definitely rehydrate to that point in terms of, of uh, other types of fluids to replenish uh, that apart from water. I know that, there are many drinks on the market, post-workout drinks that will help you refuel and also might give you some other nutrients in it, uh, such as protein. And what I can say about that is if you enjoy that kind of thing, if you like the flavor, if you like the convenience, it's not a bad idea to, to try those types of post-workout drinks. But I will say it's also not necessary. So, uh, drinking plenty of water after workout and then having a, either a post-workout snack or a post-workout meal that includes both carbohydrate and protein is going to be the best post-workout recovery strategy in terms of nutrition that you're going, going to find. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, and I was just going to say, um, no. I'm, I'm sure you've got some follow-up questions about that, and I'm happy to oh, answer. Sure. <laughs> um, but I was going to say the reason for the carbs and the protein are that the carbohydrate are important for replenishing the glycogen stores. Uh, so glycogen is the storage form of glucose, which is that simple form of carbohydrate or blood sugar. And though that substance is what helps our muscles contract and so during a hard workout we deplete our muscles of that nutrient so 
post-workout when you're eating carbohydrates again that will help replenish the muscle. That's important for recovery. Uh, the protein is important uh, because protein or amino acids are the building blocks of your muscle fiber. So the proteins themselves that are basically comprise the muscle fibers. So that's why both carbohydrate and protein are important as a, a post-workout fuel strategy. Okay, thank you for that. And, and I apologize for interrupting. I, I was just kind of getting ahead of myself because I, I know we're, we're talking <laughs> about recovery. <laughs> so I guess, I guess the final question is, and, and we stress this a lot, you, you were, you're always really great about this, Sabrina Joe, and that is, you know, it, it's just so important to do something you enjoy and to do it in a way that you're getting some variety. And I think that's kind of what I'm hearing in, in a lot of this that, that, that you, you advise us on, and that is that strenuous exercise uh, is good. It helps. Um, certainly, you know, resistance uh, training is is all very good. Recovery is important, and it will allow us to kind of keep moving. But variety, as they say, is the spice of life, and I think that probably applies to <laughs> muscle damage and to recovery too. Would you, would you kind of agree with me about that? I really would, and that's actually I, I file that under self care. So remember those three things that I mm-hmm. <laughs> mentioned. Mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. sleep, nutrition, and self care for optimal recovery. And self care can come in the in the form of physical self care, like um, getting a massage or even massaging yourself. There's some great foam rolling tools and 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 little balls that you can use to kind of do a self massage if you'd like. Um, but different types of activities, uh, for example, I mentioned earlier, like a light walk or a yoga or gentle stretching. If you're not used to doing those things and they are pleasing to you, and it's type of uh, a, a type of cross training, if you will, so it's just something a different mode that you're not used to doing. I think that can give not only your body some relief, but uh, a mental break as well, because it it can be a nice uh, kind of relaxing or relieving way to stay lightly active, um, but using your muscles and joints in a way that they're unaccustomed to is healthy, and it can also be refreshing for your brain. So if you're used to being in inside of a gym working out, maybe you take a nice stroll around the neighborhood. I know it's, it's starting to get uh, to be fall outside, and a lot of people enjoy being... <laughs> outside with when it's a little bit cooler so maybe that's a nice break from your usual routine is just to get out and enjoy some nature and uh, just be lightly active while you're recovering um, one thing that's important that I haven't mentioned yet and that is the difference between this muscle soreness and stiffness that I was referring to versus joint soreness and so that's something to pay attention to because when your joints are achy and sore and resistant to movement, that's something altogether different than just pushing yourself really hard during a workout. So if you have a joint swelling or, or pain, what that means is you probably did something uh, that was not only intense, but probably with incorrect form. So you might want to pay attention to your joint alignment during some of your movements um, and 
and try to start to understand the difference between muscle soreness versus joint pain because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. joint pain is a, a bit more of a, a, a serious issue than muscle soreness. Mm. Good. That's an important distinction. Thank you for that. Maybe maybe use a mirror in in some of those uh, some of those exercises. The uh, some of the stretching that you might do. But I guess then a good a good summary is to just say, well, it is harder for muscles to recover from exercise as we get older, but it shouldn't be a hindrance. And we just need to kind of model uh, our um, behavior after some variety and. Uh, and do something in those kind of those off days that just keeps us moving a little bit so that we don't um, just become so sedentary that uh, we're not getting back to the gym and losing our motivation. That's a nice summary. And I'll also add, and it's (laughs) because I think some people may, may believe this myth, but it's not necessary to be sore to get a good workout. Mm. So uh, actually, in my practice, I'm, I always feel bad when my clients are sore. <laughs> it's never a goal of mine to try mm-hmm. to have them experience that that DOMS a day or two after the work. I always try to find that perfect balance where we're challenging them, but we're not um, having them experience soreness, you know, a day or two after. Um, and th- and that can be done. And so, if you have questions about that about you know a good program design or just even your form during an exercise you know it might it might make sense to to talk with a, an exercise professional mm-hmm. uh, once or twice just just to, to lay that out for you mm-hmm. great advice always Rita and joe it's so nice to talk to you and um thank you for uh, helping us uh, recover and uh, stay on our path, our, our good exercise path. So have a great next few days. We'll catch up to you next week. But Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content for the American Council on Exercise, thank you so much. Great. Thanks for having me, Paul. Take care. My thanks always to Sabrina Joe, the ACE Director of Science and Research Content, for joining us today. Of course, my thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Please keep your emails coming to me with great show ideas, suggestions, and comments at info at notold-better.com. Remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.